so great to have you. Thank you, worship team, and thank you, Pila, for that outstanding faith release moment. That was just amazing. I felt it. I felt it. The real God, the creator of the universe, is saying yes to us. He's saying yes to us. Can you hear that giant yes that is spoken through Jesus Christ over your life? Lord Jesus, we want to pray that today as we get into your word, Lord God, that, that it would be more than just listening to words, but it would be an encounter with you. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would speak to everyone. Lord God, those, those who are in despair, Lord God, I pray you bring hope. Those, Lord God, who are just wrestling with issues, Lord God, I pray you bring resolution. Holy Spirit, those who feel oppressed, lonely, isolated, Lord God, bring Bring the victory they need today. Lord God, I am praying that this will be more than a preach, but it would be an encounter with you. Thank you, Father God, you're so faithful. Lord God, I love, I love what you said at the end of that scripture that we quoted in the beginning. You said these things that your joy might be in us and our joy would be full. Lord God, a God that would want us to be happy, a God that wants us filled with joy. Holy Spirit, how can we do anything but worship you? Lord God, we come and we say yes to you. We acknowledge your giant yes over us and we say yes in return. Yes to all that you are, yes to all that you say. Lord God, make our lives, make our lives shine with the glory of your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. The more amens you say, the more anointed it is, apparently. So I'm just, just putting it out there. So Cubby Lummy, a rising TikTok star with over 90 million followers, makes videos in which he teaches people how to do ordinary things simply. In doing this, he added 29.1 million followers in 30 days. If you have never heard of Kabi Lummi, you are not one of those people. You didn't get added. Jesus Christ, in contrast, stood on the banks of a large lake that he just walking over, by the way walked over, he just walked over by the way, with a crowd of 5,000 plus people around him that he had just on the other side of the lake fed with five loaves and two fishes. He stood up after all this magnificence and made a short speech and in one moment lost all but 12 of his followers. Those 12 followers, when questioned, didn't say, oh my word, what you said was amazing. How could we ever leave you? They said instead something, this is the, the Carol version, said something along the lines of, we've got nowhere else to go, so we're staying. <laughs> yes. What on earth did Jesus say that had this profound effect, so, often, so opposite from our social media attempts today. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> Thank 
you, Jackson. You're doing an amazing job. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Oh my word. He really said that. He really, really said that. To a... To a culture who absolutely abhorred the thought of drinking blood, he said that. You see, Jesus is not afraid of offending you, if it will set you free. You see, Jesus is not stringing you along with empty promises. His message is not some fancy sales pitch with a hidden agenda. When Jesus speaks, he's giving you unconditional love with redeeming truth. Jesus' agenda for you is freedom. And if he has to offend your cultural paradigms to do that, he'll do it. If he has to offend your sense of self-preservation, he's going to do that. If, he's going to, if he has to offend your pride, he'll do that. Because you see, he wants his joy in you. He wants you filled with life. Jesus will never push you away. However, for every single person, there will come a time in following Jesus that you will want to run away. His words will hit you like a hammer in the chest. His words will just take your breath away. And you will say, how how can I continue in this? But my plea to you and my plea that comes right from the heart of God is don't leave. Don't leave. Because those 12 who did not leave did not leave, changed the world. If you can press through the offense, if you can allow yourself to think that God knows best, if you can press through that, you will change the world. You will change the world. I want to talk to you about what led up to this crazy speech. Are you fascinated? I mean, what, what brought him to the place where he had to say this? Where he had to actually just like, he didn't punch them in the face, but you know, punch them in the, in the consciousness. I don't know. He just like, just put it out there. You see, he was having a discussion with that crowd that I said had followed him after he'd fed them. They'd, he'd, he'd walked across the lake and they um, you know, didn't know where he was so they kind of followed him and he was having a discussion with them in which they were asking him some questions and he was kind of helping them to discover the truth and to, to let go of some of their false paradigms and finally he came in with the big punch at the end. 
So I want to take you on that journey and we, I want to examine those questions that they were asking Jesus. And in so doing, we're going to look at three things, longing, belief, and exchange. Longing, belief, and exchange. So the first question that they asked him was this one. When did you get here? This is a completely valid question because they, just 24 hours before, they had been with him on a mountaintop on the other side of the lake, eating delicious bread. Fantastic fish. I mean, I just don't know how bread and fish can be fantastic, but, but clearly they loved it. I mean, maybe when you've been fasting like we have, everything's great. Now, if, if I were the Messiah and a crowd had asked me, when did you get here? I would have gone, drum roll, drum roll. Psh, I walked across the lake. Da-da. In a storm. But he doesn't do that. You see, Jesus looks behind the question to something that's more important. And he says this to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Do not work for natural food. Work for that which is eternal. You see, Jesus doesn't want to simply satisfy your longings. He wants to become that which you long for. He doesn't want to simply satisfy your longings by giving you food when you need it. He wants to become that which you long for. It was just outside these doors a number of years ago that I first tasted Claudia Camacho's pasta donatas. My friends, are any of you still fasting? Because I apologize in advance. This is going to be tough for you. I mean, honestly, when I bit into that pastry with the custard inside, you know, it's like, it's like explosions happened in my brain. I mean, from that moment onwards, jam, donuts were nothing. You know, it was like this, this is the taste of heaven. My daughter-in-law now, my daughter-in-love, should I rather say, she... She also took, out, took up the cause and makes pasta donatas. And I have the same experience every time I eat those two. It's just like, so this is what heaven tastes like. Amen. You see, when you, when you taste heaven, everything else tastes like cardboard. And what Jesus was saying to them is... You've been living on dry crusts. I want to give you the real deal. I want to give you the pasta donata. I want to give you that thing that just, as you bite into it, your mind will just explode with possibilities. Your heart will just be filled with goodness. And that's me. And that's me. 
Jesus came so that we could taste heaven. So we reject all other inferior homes. You see, he wanted to give you a taste for something. Not so that you would never enjoy anything else again. He wants you to enjoy those things. But, but so that those things that normally give some kind of enjoyment, like food, money, sex, relationships, success, that they would, they would fall into their correct place. They would no longer be your master, but they would be your slave. You see, when Jesus is your master, everything else comes underneath that. This is what he's saying. He's saying, stop chewing on that sawdust. Here is what you were born for. This is who you are. So there was another question they, they asked him. He had just told them that they should do the works of God or the works of heaven, the eternal works. And they began to ask him this question, what must we do, be doing, I'm uh, sorry, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. In essence, he was saying, you know, all, all those religious things that you're running after to try and please God, those are not going to cut it. Everything begins as you believe in me. And the works that come out of that faith are the works that change the world. Yeah. Some anniversaries back, Andrew and I went on a cruise. It was fabulous. The great thing about cruises, all the, again, those of you who are fasting, I apologize in advance. The beauty of going on a cruise is that once you pay for your ticket, you pay for all your food. It's like all inclusive. So once you're on that boat, you can eat until you're comatose. I mean, and the food just keeps coming. On about day two, we discovered the pizza bar. It was manned by an authentic Italian cook. And he just churned out pizza after pizza after pizza. And you could just go and just take huge slices of it and just sit around the pool and eat. It was, it was fantastic. It was the best pizza ever. It was the best pizza ever. But imagine if Andrew and I hadn't known this. And every mealtime, we slunk off to our little cabin. You know what? cabins are like on boats, those little cabins, miserably berating the fact that we couldn't afford the food, yeah. that we'd spent all our money on paying for this ticket for the cruise so we couldn't afford the food. Maybe we, we bought a few like stale bread and tomatoes that we pulled out from under our bed and ate those. It would be very possible on a long cruise that we died of starvation not knowing that the food was free. Because we didn't read, we didn't read the details of our ticket. You see, these disciples, they they had been hanging around the kingdom. They'd been hanging around the word of God, but they hadn't read the detail of it. And as a result, they were giving their lives to things that didn't matter. 
They were starving amidst an abundance of food. How many people are dying because they have not read the terms of their salvation? How many people are dying because they have not read the terms of their salvation? Don't spend your whole life convinced of a lie because you won't read your Bible. Don't spend your whole life convinced of a lie because you haven't read your Bible. Read the terms of your ticket. Don't allow your soul to shrivel up because you don't know what's true. We're talking about abiding in our word, in the word, in, not in our word, abiding in the word, God's word. Allow the word to nourish you. Allow the truth of who Jesus Christ is, his person, his majesty, his victory to become the food for your soul so that you can live. Don't starve to death in the abundance of his promises. To fill your mind with God's word is to fill your mind with God's mind. What does that mean? It means that as you read the Bible, the details, the truth of what he's really done for you comes into your mind. His thoughts, his ways of looking at the world become your thoughts and ways of looking at the, at the world. The final question that they asked him is a little bit longer and a little bit more complicated. It goes like this. So they said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. And here is the statement to end all statements. If this is all you ever remember from the sermon, let it be this. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. I say to you that Jesus wasn't afraid to offend us in order to set us free. But in that offense, he is offering us an exchange. You see, what he's saying to them is stop living on old people's stories. Stop living on the report of what happened in the past. Live in the reality of him who is here with you. And his challenge to all of us is the same. Stop living on other people's stories. Live from an encounter with the living God. Come to him and live in the reality of who Christ is now. My friends, if you have heard of miracles happening in other people's lives, if you've heard the stories in the Bible of what, what happened when Jesus walked the earth, let it be a prompt to you to say, I want that now. I want to live in the reality of that. The Christ that walked then is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, all that I read, all that I hear, is not just a nice story. 
It's a reality. It's what I can have now. Oh my word, listen to him. I mean, these are Jewish people. That manna in the wilderness was the, the epitome of their culture. This was, you know, this was marked them. That exodus from Egypt was, was absolutely the starting point of their nation. It, to be Jewish was to know that. Yeah. And he said to them, it's not enough. My friend, he said to them, come and exchange the pride you have in your culture for the revelation of the kingdom. He was saying, come and exchange your self-righteousness. Those, those things you do to make yourself feel good about yourself. Can you come and exchange that for dependence on me? He's asking each and every one of us for an exchange. You know those human walking sticks, those human braces, those human wheelchairs that we use, so to speak. Those, those things that make us feel good about the world, make us cope, allow us, allow us to, to feel like we are relevant, significant, but that are, that are our own making. He's asking you to surrender that. So that he can become all of that to you. The dry crusts that we are munching on. That are simply the scraps. The things that mankind can put together. He's asking for an exchange. He's asking you to exchange your pride. For true community. He's asking you to exchange your broken relationships. for true wholeness. And he's saying, I am what you need. I am what you need. In conclusion, Jesus is the bread of life. Whoever comes to him will never hunger and whoever believes in him will never thirst. He's asking to become our primary longing He's asking that we, would, that we would believe. That we believe that he is true and we would live in the revelation of that belief every day. And he's asking that we exchange our fallenness for his wholeness. So Lord Jesus, I want to pray. I want to ask Lord God that we would read the terms of our salvation. Lord God, we wouldn't be living and starving when the food around us is free. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, help us to come to you and eat, partake, be part of the covenant, be part of what you're doing, Lord God. Help us to sink our teeth into your love. Lord God, I'm asking that daily we would read your word and it would would provide sustenance to our souls because we believe it. Lord God, I'm asking that we would live with the now Christ, not on the the old stories of bygone years, but we would experience you in our everyday reality. Thank you, my Lord.
Thank you, my Lord. My friends, in closing, I felt like, I feel like the Lord wants to do something. I feel like He wants to demonstrate His supernatural power. There's some people here that in the last little while, I don't know, weeks or months, you were given a very bad report. You, someone, someone told you that your work wasn't up to scratch. Someone told you that that's something that was very important to you just wasn't good enough and it left you feeling hopeless it left you feeling unwilling to try again and I hear the Lord speaking to you very clearly I hear him saying this those words did not come from me for I have seen your labor I've seen your diligence I've seen your heart and I have deemed it good enough. I have put my stamp of approval on it. I will lead you into future trees. I am opening a path for you, a doorway for you in which you will stand and the preparation in order so that you will be able to be successful in this new place has come from the diligence in which you worked in the past. For I have been training you. I have been honing you. I have been preparing your hands for war. I've been preparing your hands for all. You will wield the weapons of my warfare in a way that will bring my kingdom, will bring my love and will bring my glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Can we give the Lord a hand? There's some people here that you have, you have just it may not even be recently but you've been diagnosed with with issues with your bones and joints is there anyone here you have you have significant pain in in your joints because of it if you're here and that's true won't you just raise your hand if that's you that you have pain in your joints one anybody else two thank you can do you would you mind standing Guys, can we extend our hands to these? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask if there are any ministry team here. Why don't you just go and stand behind them and lay hands on them? Okay. I, I'm hearing someone saying, what, what if it's not diagnosed? Okay, you just have pain in your joints. You know what I'm saying? You just, you're too scared to the, go to the doctor. You've never been to the doctor. Stand up also. We'll, we'll go after that. We don't care what the report is. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha. <laughs> Lord, 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 the reason I'm laughing is I just immediately saw you on the cross and I saw the pain you went through. Lord God, and I, and I heard the voice of heaven just going over these. I suffered pain so that you would not have to. Took it for you. I hang on the cross with this pain on your behalf. I hang there as you with this pain. I looked the devil in the eye and I said, You can't have them. Lord Jesus, I want to pray for each and every one here that is battling with that kind of pain. Lord God, Lord God, you're so faithful. You're so faithful. And Lord God, we, we hereby read the terms of our salvation that by your stripes we are healed. 
We read the terms of our salvation that we forget none of your benefits, that you forgive all our iniquities, you heal all our diseases. You satisfy our mouths with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. And I speak to these joints and I say, be renewed. Be renewed. Be renewed. In Jesus' name, be renewed. Be renewed. Right now, I just feel His, His Spirit touching you. There's some recreative stuff happening. I'm not medical enough to know what it is, but I just see your joints almost being re-coated with something. Just something just happening there. I just want to ask you to stay there for a moment and allow that to happen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a shoulder right now that, that God is just, uh, I don't know, He's like, kind of like, they're like bumps there that are going. Bumps that shouldn't be there that are going. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's some people that there's been backache um, in, your, in your vertebra. There's been some degeneration of some kind. And, and right now, I just, I just see God touching that and I just, just see them being made new. Thank you, Lord. 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 Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's some of you that, that there have been injuries in these joints that have been from some kind of sport or some kind of accident. Something, something that happened to you. It's not just like degeneration. Something happened. I, I just see God undoing that. I see almost like, it's like he's reversing that injury. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Again, something in a shoulder somewhere. I see a knee just right now being healed. Some hips, just some repetitive strain injuries and hips that are just being healed right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Can you feel that grace of God just ascending? All of you who are not getting prayed for, just enjoy that. That's His presence just saying, gosh, I love you. Gosh, I love you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Friends, I just feel His presence settling on us. Can we just stand? I'm going to ask you just for a moment. Won't you raise your hands and would you just, would you just drink of that presence? We've been learning about it last week and this week, and from the scriptures we looked at today, it becomes very clear that to drink of His presence means to believe. that he's really here it believes it means to believe that he's really enough and in response to allow him to touch you to fill you <sighs> thank you lord thank you lord there we go 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 more of you Lord more of you Lord God we we put into practice what we heard we come to eat of you drink of you we come to believe Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord ah, ah, you're faithful you're all we need Lord God we make you our primary longing thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus